Welcome to the No Fear Podcast. This is Scott Kloss. It's episode 11. I'm very excited for my future guest here, Tori Dunn. She is my therapist and she has quite the journey to share. She's out on her own now, so I'm really excited to dive into her story and also like super terrified that she's just going to like spill my inner secrets out (laughs) to the world. So I need to like be on my absolute best behavior. But with that being said, would you be able to tell us a little bit about yourself, Tori? Yeah. So I will uh, make sure that I don't spill all your secrets to the world, although I know a lot about you. Um, So I am Tori Dunn. Thanks so much for having me. This is so exciting. I'm honored to be here. I am a psychotherapist and owner of Calm and Collected Counseling in New Berlin. I uh, was a therapist over at New Life Resources before this and decided to go out on my own as of January of this year. Excellent. So what brought you into therapy originally? Like take take a trip down memory lane. Can I be your therapist? No. Can I ask the questions? I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. I could. All right. Just for the 45 minutes today, I'll allow it. What will you pay me for this? You are paying me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm charging you for this. So how did you get how did you decide to get into therapy? So actually when I was in middle school, I always knew that I wanted to help people and I didn't know what that looked like. So I took a one of those like aptitude tests you take online mm-hmm. and it said to be like an art therapist. And I knew that I liked different expression of emotion, which art made sense, but I was like, oh a therapist. My parents were divorced, I went to therapy, that'd be sick. Like I could listen to people's problems all day. Um, so as I got older and it started to become a real thing, I started exploring what psychology was. And I was so interested in the dynamics of our family as well as all other families. And so psychology just kind of became a natural path. So when I went to college, I already knew what I had wanted to do. So I was able to get through undergrad and master's pretty quickly. And then as I got my feet wet in the field, I think everything just clicked that this is exactly what I was designed for. So I felt like I knew it when I was like 12, but didn't really understand what it even meant till I was in the chair. And then ever since, it's been such a gift that I found what I'm designed for so early in life too. I mean, I was 12 and then put it into fruition at like 23. Wow. So um, so that was really sick that I was able to recognize that. And then I feel excited on Mondays. Like when I look for, like I'm off Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And on Sunday, I'm like kind of itching to get back in the chair and like excited to get back in the chair. Yeah, to like go <laughs> see you and everyone that I see on Monday. Yeah, that's amazing. So you, what you said, you did it pretty quickly, but you're also probably pretty humble. So how long, like, should it have taken, and how long did it take? Oh my God! So undergrad should have taken like four years, and I got it done in three. And then your master's program is designed to take three full years in a cohort. So you're supposed to, including your internship and practicum, is supposed to be full years, full three years, and I got it done in a year and a half. So um, four and a half years, that should have been seven. Okay. See, I I was supposed to graduate in four years, and it took me five and a half. Well, that also explains (laughs) a lot about you. I'm not sure. I'm sure there was a lot of partying going tell on. Tell me in more. There. Not, not that I'm aware oh, of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. So, so not fitting for who you are. No. Oh. No. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. On another topic. Um, <laughs> nice segue. Uh, let's get off of me and back onto you. So, all right. So you're 12, and you just know what you're doing, which is awesome because I didn't know what I was going to do until I was like 30. Uh, 
did you ever like practice on anyone like unwillingly like did people come to you and say like you just naturally were like helping them or like solving problems or like yeah you know I think it because I think this is so congruent with my design I really do think that even in my friendships growing up, people would come and like ask for advice or want to talk things through. I don't like telling anyone what to do or, you know, helping, you know, I don't want to boss them around. But um, I think when I was younger, it was people would oftentimes come just to talk things out and I would be super supportive and I'm high energy. And um, I think that that would attract a lot of people to want to bring in some not as positive topics to maybe give them a little more of a positive Mm -hmm. viewpoint. So I think it started when I was younger. And then I probably didn't put into play in the therapist role until I was about 19 when I started at Parents Place in Waukesha. It's a nonprofit and an incredible organization. They do wonderful things. They run um, groups for parents and kids. And so I started parenting classes, teaching parenting classes when I was 19. <laughs> and I was a baby. Yeah. Like I was needing to be parented and I was teaching parenting classes. So I think the first exposure I had to that was at Parents Place and I fell in love. So helping the kids process their emotion and then helping the parents be able to identify what um, what are the best next steps for them and their family was probably the first exposure I had. And then I loved it even then. Yeah. And then now like one-on-one is so different than like teaching parenting classes and um, seeing the kids in, in a group setting. One-on-one is just such a gift that I think I get to know people so deeply like you that I feel like I know so much about you that it's just such a gift that so many people don't get to do. And that's why I get paid to do this. Mm -hmm. I get paid to like love people and help them. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah. (laughs) And so you did that during college, like you were working this during college while learning about it. Yeah. So I started my senior year of high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, because I did co-op where you have like two hours where you don't go to classes, you go and work. So I did that my senior year, and then I was at Parents Place for a year, and then I continued the entire time throughout undergrad. And even into my master's program, I was still there probably till I was 23. Yeah. And then I just started making more money as a therapist, so then I was like, yeah. 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 I was like, I think I should probably utilize my time elsewhere. Okay. It's really cool that you said on Mondays you feel like you're, like, ready to go again because that's such a gift in itself. I just – my first probably six, seven years of, like, working, it was, like, by – there was a point on Saturday at, like, 6. It was, like, the weekend was half over. So then every minute after that it was, like, closer to Monday and I would just get, like, this sick pit in my stomach. And I'm like, I hate this so much. So I had to, like, get out and – got into real estate and now I don't have that anymore. But think but about it was like, how long it took you to recognize that you would have such anxiety for half of the weekend dreading the week yeah. to make a change. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I was a pretty quick subject or like everyone was would tell me that I need to stick it out and that I'm lazy oh. and that like do it for three years. How do you know you're going to hate this? Like you went to school for five and a half years and literally within less than a month, <laughs> I, I wanted to quit. It was weird. Like and I, how long did you stay? How is this about me? Damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just natural, man. Uh, well, I got a job in Illinois. And by, so just quick side note, like in college, I was like our president, our physical education major president. 
I was like won national awards and like state awards and I was like gonna change the freaking world with teaching like I was so gung-ho <clears throat> and then I got into the real world and I was like holy crap this is like not what I signed up for so by like October I remember Nicole had to like beg me and like coerce me to stay through the end of October mm-hmm. school starts in September mm-hmm. and and it seemed like impossible I was gonna work for UPS in the mornings and I was gonna be a personal trainer like I had it all figured out within a month I was quitting so I, I ended up making it two years yeah but then um, I remember that as part of your story when you're like oh I knew after a month I was like but you were you were a teacher for two yeah, years, two years. Yeah. and then I had three other jobs in like a year and a half so it was like I knew what I didn't want so it's cool that you knew what you wanted right away. And I actually fell into um, real estate. I fell into physical education teaching because the first two years of college, I didn't know what my major was. I was just taking classes and playing basketball and partying. And then I was like, well, I like people. I like sports. I'll just be a physical education teacher. It was just like that's what went into it. Well, and you said you were so gung-ho as like an instructor, maybe not like an educational teacher, but you teach now. Yeah, I teach all the time. So you did, that did all come into fruition. It just wasn't in the way that you had initially thought. Yeah. Tell God your plans and he'll laugh at you. 100%. 100%. (laughs) So back to you. All right. (laughs) So you... uh, You will have to charge me for this. Yes. You had some big news recently that we were going to do this podcast like last week you were gone for 10 days or so in Denver and... What what was the news that you just had? So I am now engaged. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah. So yeah, we uh, were at we're big Cubs fans. So um, oh. we were. I know. Um, saying that up here is like blasphemy. Um, so we're big Cubs fans. So our I'll first ed- date. I'll was edit at, that out. <laughs> leave that. Leave that <laughs> um, so our first date was at Wrigley. So we had a Cubs game planned and. It was up on the big screen. He did the whole thing. It was like the best day of my life. Nice. Yeah, so Tori done only for a couple more months. It's then I'm done. Tor- and, and done is done. Yeah. Then I'm going to be Tori Collier. You should be Tori Dunn. He should be whatever Dunn. Dunn's a cool last name. Okay, so that's so part of what we'll get to in a little bit too. I was married before. Yeah. And so my maiden name is Zydell. And so and I don't have a ton of connection to Zydell either. Yeah. So when I got decided to get divorced, I... Was I do a lot of marriage counseling, mm-hmm. and so and no, and I didn't know at that point I was going to be starting my own business, but I did know that I was re- I was known professionally as Tori Dunn, so I didn't want to switch back to my maiden name at that point, um, just for cohesion and clarity. Yeah. Um, but I did know I was likely I wanted to get married again in the next you know five to ten years, whatever, and so I just kept Dunn, and that's my married name. Yeah. So now I'm going to actually be. Have the last name I really, really want. Good. That's uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you're like glowing. <laughs> oh, it's insane. I feel so good. Um, all right. So let's get into that. So now you you work for, what was the company's name? Uh, New Life Resources. Life Resources. So tell us your you know your journey there. Like I know you had some professional growth, some personal growth. Yeah. Did the oh. personal growth start first? Professional. Professional. So, um, so we'll start there, and it's all intertwined, which okay. I think is so helpful for all of us to take a look at how how much our decision making is impacted by like our season of life or what's <coughs> going on with us personally. Mm-hmm. And I think when we start to live so congruently and in our best selves, all of the decisions just follow. So, um, but we'll get into that. So, <laughs> New Life Resources. I loved my time there. It was so great. It was the first job I had gotten out of school. I did my internship there, and it was my dream job. They. Um, do some speaking engagements, travel. It just sounded like 
the perfect fit for me, and it was. I loved the leadership there. I loved the – there's so much talent. Yeah. The, the, cl- the clinicians there are just amazing. Like, one of my best friends still works there. My sister is the receptionist, like, now office manager, which is exciting. Um, so I – you know, the people are there that I really, really love. So I feel like I became the therapist I am today at New Life. I know that I had a lot of background in that beforehand, but once I got there, I think I really spread my wings and had really good – supervision and leadership to help encourage me on things that I think they saw that I didn't see in myself yet. And so I was able to not only work through some of my personal things, but then grow so professionally into the therapist I am today that I feel I feel like the job is so easy and I'm very confident in it because this is what I'm meant to do. So I can, I'm sure as everyone gets sometimes fatigued at their job, I feel like that's rare for me, that it really fills me back up and gives me a lot of energy. So when I um, turned 30, <laughs> I think, and I'm 31 now. I turned 32 on Tuesday. Wow. Um, and a shout out, your oldest is 10 today. Yeah. So Samantha. So, uh, we love you, Sam. So <laughs> Sam is 10 today. We have birthdays so close together. So I turned 32 on Tuesday. And when I turned 30, I think I just realized I wasn't living my best life. I loved my life and I never would have thought I didn't because I, I love my the people in my life. I love the things I do. I love my job. But I recognized when I turned 30, I needed to make a lot of changes that were, that I wasn't able to make before because fear was holding me back in Ooh. every area of my life. Okay. So I was married. And so um, I, this is where the, then the personal hits before the professional. So you, you had, just a, just a recap, you started at New Life when you were 23. Three? Yeah, it was 2015. In 2015, and yeah. now this is like 2021? Yeah, okay. exactly. All right. So in 2021, I am about to turn 30. I'm recognizing um, for the last like five years of my marriage, I wasn't treated how I wanted to be. And I was over having conversations about how I thought I should be treated. And it ended up where in that summer, I started to recognize this is no longer a safe environment for me. This is no longer something that is helping to be the best friend, sister, clinician that I could be. Mm-hmm. So I, it became very, very clear that I was going to have to end the relationship. And we were together 10 years. So we dated for five and then we're married for five. So I decided to, and it was such a hard decision to make. Um, so in August of 2021, I was like, hey, this is it for me. I got to be done. And my body just like I remember the Sunday he moved out, my body just, like, felt free. Mm-hmm. I, like, finally had an appetite. I, could, I slept better than I have in, like, seven years. Um, my dog changed. Like, everything about my life. Like, Probably your your energy or your vibe, you know, like, your frequency. Like, yes. your dogs pick up on that for oh, sure. Oh, 100%. And, she, and she's, like, a different dog once he moved out. Okay. Because I think I was living in such fear all the time that I recognize I you know, just couldn't do it anymore. So August, go through the divorce. Again, such a hard decision. The whole time I you know, had even gotten some emails from his attorney you know, being like, he doesn't want this, whatever, and I had to just like stick to my guns. Yeah. A fun fact, interestingly, women, nine times out of 10, if they decide that, they're gonna, that they wanna get divorced, they stick to it and don't go back on it. And men is way, way less than that. So really? they can say they want to leave and then they don't. Like it's, it's. I think it's less than half of men who say they're going to leave don't. That is a fun fact and or surprising. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And then women, it's like nine out of 10. And with me, like once I make a decision, I am like all in yep. on it. 
So I decided to get divorced, went through a hard process for sure. It was expensive, as you know, like it was hard, emotionally taxing. There was so much that went into it. So then fast forward to about a year later. And so um, at the clinic I was at, they you're kind of like a contractor. So they you get a percentage of what you bring in, but there's no benefits, like no health care, none of that. So I started like crushing the numbers and not because now I had to pay for my once I got divorced, I had to pay for my own health care. Yeah, which is like it was affordable. It was fine. But it is a great benefit that companies offer when you don't have to have that hanging over your head. Mm-hmm. So I started to crunch the numbers and recognized I could see like 33 percent of my caseload and make more money if I went out on my own. Mm-hmm. So enter you where you created <laughs> this. I, I don't know even how I told you about it. Like, I, well, how did it come up? Do you remember? Yeah. Well, I remember. I remember two things. One, you started asking me questions about how much your home would be worth. You were like, "Hey, uh, question. How much? How do I find out like the value of my home? But it's not an appraisal and and all this." And I was like, "Are you getting a refinance? You're refinancing?" You're like, "No." And I'm like, "Are you are you gonna sell?" You're like, "No." And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh." I think I think I know what what you you want this for, and so then that's when you told me that. But then um, that I was getting divorced. Yeah. Yep. Well, I figured it out because I'm so intuitive. Yeah. I'm like just this reiki master. Yeah. yeah. Hundred percent. So when I say, "Oh yeah, Scott," like he's a reiki master. Yes. That's what I think of. Yes. And then when then my biggest thing, like the whole point of this podcast, is to give people like confidence and encouragement of like fear to me is like. I mean, obviously everyone has it. It's People think it's going to go away at some point. It's never going to go away. Like, you just got to know it and deal with it and embrace it and accept it. And so when I got, like, the hint that you were thinking about going out on your own, I was like, well, why? Why don't you? Like, do it. You know, because I had the same journey in real estate. Yeah. And, and then I'm like... I'm a numbers guy. So I was like, well, what do you, you know, like, I know what I pay you, but I'm like, what do you keep? What is this? What are your expenses? And I put it into a spreadsheet. And what was the name of the spreadsheet you sent me? <laughs> Therapy Lady Boss. <laughs> uh, it was like but, Scott Gloss shared with you a Google Doc called <laughs> Therapy Lady Boss. I was like, what is this? <laughs> so then you could break down. It's like an economic model. So you could be like, oh, if I have 10 clients, it, it, where does the switch cost happen where like, the what you're giving up in maybe clients that they give you when when does it n- make you more money how many clients do you need when is that like breaking point so to me if you don't have that it's just like you're feeling it you're going off a feeling but if you know it you're like oh i could get i don't know 17 clients or whatever it is like yeah let's let's do this 17 sounds great at this point. When I have like 127, yeah. I'm like, okay, 17 so would be a better 100 and, 117. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Like you said, you said it was 30%. Yeah, like 34%. So like 34%. That. So like you just need like three, you'd need a third less clients. So yeah. however many you had, if you had 100, you'd need like 30. And then you'd be the same amount of money. Exactly. Yeah. Which was a no-brainer. Yeah. So once I started, you know, assessing that part, I was like, I can go buy a couch from Seinhoffels. Like, I can go find a church to rent. Um, I almost rented here. God, <laughs> I was, like, so wanting you to rent here. A, because there's 160 agents here, and we're all crazy. So I was like, <laughs> I know, full this, case this is your best, like, 
You you would never go out of business. B, You'd be the healthiest real estate agent. Oh my god! Like KW. Everyone would always smile. Yes. <laughs> so so just think about that. But um, yeah, I know like our our spouts are a lot more expensive than the church, and we'll get to eventually like when you don't have enough capacity to handle all your clients. Yeah, you're gonna need like six other people under you, and this office we're in has six rooms. And can accommodate that. Yeah. Too easy. So. For sure. That's why I brought you here today. Yeah. I actually <laughs> want to show you this real estate property that you should I don't run. even have a podcast. Oh, <laughs> I'm just recording this on my iPhone. Yeah. Um, so I, I really think that like once I saw the numbers and like you said, like you had to have the facts as well. So once I took the emotion I had and the confidence that I knew I could do it on my own added to the logic, it was quickly a no-brainer. So mm-hmm. I started to look at different places. Um, I think... I, I honestly don't feel like I could have done that when I was in a marriage that was so unsafe for me. Mm-hmm. So when I made that first hard choice, and I, you don't know how scared I was to do it. Like, I was 30, so I was like, I have to go back into dating. I, I was with him since I was 20. I was like, I have to date since I was a teenager? This seems wild. Sounds exhausting. Yeah, it was so fun. <laughs> oh, my God. People have, like, give like dating such a bad rep, and like... It is so fun. I met like some of the best guys. Like it just was dating is so good. Hinge, I met my fiance on Hinge. Hinge is so plug, we should get paid by Hinge. It's so good. Like it is such a gift to be able to like go and meet a bunch of new people and I had a really great experience. Yeah. Um, but I was so scared to make that first step yeah. and say, Do I wanna keep I mean, I could have stayed comfortable I wasn't comfortable, but I could have stayed more comfortable. I had to take care of this house by myself. I had a dog that I was taking care of anyways, but um, my life got way more complicated. You you also had, and I'm just assuming here, but intuition, that it was hard to tell your clients that you're like going through divorce because like would, what would we think of you well, or right. something? For sure. You know? I, um, I think I'm wired to not care a ton what people think. Yeah. So I care deeply what my core people think. Yeah. Because I know that they'll give me, like, really healthy feedback. But I, I think I am just wired where I don't really care a lot about what people think. So when I when I knew that this was going to happen, I, to, I told some of my patients right away that I have good relationships yeah. with. Um, but I think I, I knew that I would have recommended the same thing to all of them. Yeah. So I was I felt like finally I had such relief in my heart and in my gut that I was walking the walk. Because yeah. I was talking the talk for like five years, like telling women who were getting treated really poorly to be like, why are you still in this relationship? What what the fuck are you doing? And then <laughs> I was going home and being treated very poorly. Yeah. So and was like afraid. I didn't want to leave work. I was, you know, whatever. So I think when I recognized that I could make steps to change this, even though they were scary steps and we're going to be a long road ahead. I didn't realize how worth it it was going to be now turning 32 when like I literally met the love of my life where he is like the healthiest person. Um, so kind, so funny. Like I, I feel like I can be my best self with him. Yeah. And I never, if I would have stayed in the marriage where it was like comfortable, I wouldn't have had to split half my finances. I wouldn't have to take a house on my own. I could have stayed where it was easier. And I didn't. I chose to value myself and know what I deserve. And from that decision when I was 30, then I started setting boundaries with my family that, like, I knew what I deserved now, and I wasn't going to accept anything less. Nice. And so then my relationship started to shift, and I started to, like, really 
build and invest in those who do make me the best person I am. And then I met John and I was like, holy shit, like you make me a better person. I f- you treat me better than I ever thought anyone could be treated. And if I would have not made all those hard decisions, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be in this practice that I love that's it have exploded that I don't even know what to do with all the business I have. Yeah. This marriage that I'm going to be entering into that I have never been in a relationship like like this where it's so safe, where it's so healthy, where I can be me all of the time. And if I wouldn't have if I would have stayed trapped in fear, I wouldn't have the life I do now. So it's like the I mean, it it is it is a halo effect. So you can't improve like one area of your life and then the other areas or opposite. Like totally. if you're destructive in one area of your life, the other areas of your life are going to are falter too. 100%. When you say it's funny, this has just popped in my head, but what your your current practice is 3 Cs. Yes, it's yeah. what calm and collected counseling. So you said it's exploding. Yeah. You just need to add another C. Can you think of like another C then you'd have 4 Cs? Collision? What's be, a C that's like exploding? You could be C4 is like an explosive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Collier. My last name's going to be a C. Yeah. Collier's Calm and Collected Counseling. Yes. That's so now you're helpful. C4 and yeah. you're exploding. <laughs> I'll take like 10% of your royalties. <laughs> and cool. you could give away C4, the energy drink, right I don't before. I think that's good for your heart. Yeah. It's good for therapy. <laughs> it make people talk Take this more. And then they're yes. Like, yeah. yes, exactly. And then just send them away. You know, there's some flaws in this I'm plan. Here Scott. Just gonna for be honest. All advice. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes your advice is better than others. Uh, okay, so pre-workout for therapy. <laughs> I'm gonna have like dumbbells yes. in there. We like run in circles around the church. That would be great. Oh my god. You get probably to the bottom of stuff. Quicker. It'd be better than like ayahuasca. That might help. Yeah, I think Aaron. Aaron Rodgers definitely set quite a tone to mm-hmm. think that we can expand our mind with that. Because of him, I'm terrified of it because he's just, like, not Lost in the right state yep. of mind. For sure. Um, so, anyways, I digress. So, you, you the, the, the story or the theme is, like, you wouldn't be here, like, doing your own thing without making that hard decision. And, and uh, my... What I tell myself all the time is, like, the only way out is through. So if you're yes. going through something really hard, you can't – you just got to go through it. Yes. You got to charge it. Um, have you heard of that, like, um, analogy about, like, bison versus mm-hmm. cows? Mm-hmm. That So I heard that on a podcast, and honestly, I use that all the time now. Mm-hmm. And the Army does the same thing. They, like, put the American flag backwards to show that you're, like, going into, like, battle instead of running away from it. Okay. That's, like, what you have to do in life is just, like, face it head on. I ran – from my marriage for five years. Yeah. And we were in therapy the entire time, and he, he wasn't able to shift. And um, I think I was trying to turn towards it, but my fear kept having me run away. Yeah. And now when I faced it head on, it was like, I can handle four months of bullshit. Like, I can handle anything. So tell me about the the like the buffalo versus anyone else. Because that's, like, the bison, the buffalo, like... Their mentality. Their mentality, because it's actually like Keller Williams is that's like their main like mantra. Like is we it? have shirts around it, like Shut charge up. the storm. Yes. With like buffaloes and like anyways, you you say okay, you well, tell so it. it's just like where um <laughs> if there's a storm coming in, yeah. And there's like a group of bison and a group of cows, the cows will run from the storm and end up in it longer because mm-hmm. they are like basically running along along with, with it. it. And then like bison or buffalo 
head right into the storm, so they go through the thick of it, but they're in it for way shorter. Yeah. And I feel like since I heard that, I recommend that to so many patients. Yeah, the only intuitive. Way, yes. Like, just push through. You can do this. We yeah. don't need to be afraid of our emotions. That means we're in tune with what we're experiencing. Push through, experience them, feel them, and then store them away differently. Embrace the suck. Yes. Okay, well, that sounds a little crazy. That's I'm not going to say embrace an, the suck. That's but. another, like, mantra. I think that's David Goggins, but, like... That's like a sex therapist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now I'm blushing. So, <laughs> so, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> embrace the suck. Well, that's the same thing with, like, doing why I do the hard shit in terms of, like, physically. Like, yes. Like a half Ironman or a marathon. It's so stupid to do. But it's, like such a big daunting fearful thing like in the future you book the date and it's like well i'm not getting out of it like i said i'm gonna do it but you get a hit on that stuff oh so I you definitely. like like when there's like something that's either risky or pushes you you get like this dopamine hit from that and some people don't so you are like a higher risk type of person mm-hmm. your wiring is like that so and i actually saw you run the marathon i was in disney the same time that's right and you were smiling dude <laughs> when I saw you and I was cheering as as you passed every time you were smiling. So you <laughs> get like a like hit pain, dying. Like, yes. <laughs> and then that girl you were running with was just like, hey. I was like, she looks like she just like walked off a beach. Like, okay. Um but By so, the way, do you remember like we got to fly together? Yeah, we did. And I got a free therapy session. I totally forgot about that. You changed on, your flight. Well, on Spirit, and I almost died. That the, like flying Spirit. We did not almost was die. Was scarier than swimming a mile in the ocean. We did not almost <laughs> die. Drama. Um, but we flew for a bu- on a budget, didn't we? Yeah, it mm-hmm. was very you, very cheap. Who, you were going to fly with someone else, and you switched it, right? Yeah, it was like Southwest or yeah. something. Yeah. Free so therapy. You, and you got more. And we had a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what we were talking about the bison thing. Yep. So, so you're, we're just talking about you making that hard decision, going through it quicker. And I mean, it hasn't been that long. You're no. not even 32 yet. Right. Okay. Right. So your business now, yeah. you're telling me is like waiting list. Yeah. Right. So I, when I started it, I told my entire caseload in October, November, and I offered them to either stay at New Life and I could refer them to someone awesome here that they could see or they could come with me. So everyone decided to come. So I started the new year as if there was no break, just at a different location, seeing my same caseload. And then I wanted to give myself a year before I advertised. So just through word of mouth, I've had maybe like 70 new people reach out since January that I have no no space for. So usually summer is a little bit of a slower season, just a lot of vacations, people gone. I have had no slow month mm-hmm. the entire summer and I don't have an opening now till like September. So now that it has blown up, I think it's... C4. It, yes, yeah, C4. I'm going to add that collier in there. Um, now that it's blown up, I think I am looking forward to what is the next step. I wanted to give myself a year before I hired someone but I don't know what that process is going to look like. I do think I'm sure I have fear around what the transition is going to be because I'm so picky with who I want to see my patients. Mm-hmm. And I do therapy a very specific way. As you know, like I am very direct. I'm very honest. I'm super loving. I am also light. We joke like it's so I, when I like hand off my patients who I love so much into someone else's hands, there's a lot of fear of what they're going to do with that. Mm-hmm. So I want to be highly, highly selective of that. And I always want to make sure that I like treat new people in the ways I wish I was treated like in an organization. So if they're going to be part of something not on their own, they should have a lot of benefits for doing that. 
So I think in your lady boss thing, you had put like when I hired people on to take like 20% of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's way better of a fit than taking half of it or starting someone who has to be in, in their licensing period, um, have it where they charge a lower rate for patients and they get half of that or whatever that looks like. So I have to work through what the next step would be for me to give up some of that control. Um, there, I don't want control in any other area except for how they're treated. Like, I don't care how they schedule, I don't care how they book, I don't care what what they do, but I need to make sure they would handle them the same way I would. Okay. And I don't I don't know how I am going to make that transition. Okay. Well, that's awesome. It's like a snapshot in time. Yeah, exactly. Because in, like, nine months or six months or however <laughs> fast you move, like, this will all be figured out. Right. And you'll have, like, three people under you. Oh, um, God. But I just some clarifying questions that will help you. Uh and just curiosity too. So, like, do you like working with? Do you like working with kids or adults better? Is there like one or the other that you find more fulfilling? I I always love a combo. Where in my day I see like a four year old, a ten year old, a twenty one year old, and a seventy year old, okay. and then a couple. Like I love when I see like the gambit. I think it keeps my day really moving fast. But my caseload, I think because I work off of only referrals, has been like people referring their friends. Mm -hmm. So now I see so many couples. I see so many like people of the same friend group. So I think it's quickly becoming mostly like marital and family. Um, but I still, the kid part just is like so fun. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I can attach so quickly. I think because of some of my childhood stuff, I can attach and detach very quickly. So I can attach really quickly to kids. And I love that. I think it like gives me more motivation to want to come. But um, yeah, I think it's, I like the general, but I would have to choose, which I'm, I'm guessing this is where you're getting at, who I would give people to. Like, yeah, like, what I, yeah. It's like, how do you choose? And then, so it's not going to be like kids or adults, because that would be easy then. It'd be like, uh -huh. hey, all, all adults are going to go to this new person. Well, that that won't be easy. So then, because, again, like, there's so many correlations. You're running a business. Like, yeah. I was a solo agent, and then we hired someone to work with buyers. And then that was really awkward, like, really hard to for me. Like, I just had so much love for working with buyers. Yeah. And I had to give that up. To Jen. And th to Jen. And then... <laughs> I love Jen. <laughs> she does then, a great job. She yes, sold me my house, by yes, the way, viewers, listeners. Yep. And then... Um, and then it was like part of the transaction and then it was listings because I was running the office. So each time it was so hard to give that up. It was so emotionally like, like such an emotional whirlwind. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was, I guess it was easier for me because it's like I knew which had to come first. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the, the first thing for you is to decide how are you going to cut that off? Because, you know, some people might not. I mean, a lot of people probably won't want to be referred. They won't. Exactly. And, and so then it's like, okay, well, any future person will go to the new person. Or, you know, like, you just had to be very clear. Because if my client, if I, like, referred, let's say, one buyer that was buying, like, a $270,000 house to Jen... And then another buyer who was going to buy like a five hundred and fifty thousand dollars house, I was like, "Oh, I'll keep that person." Right. And then that that two hundred seventy thousand buyer heard that I worked yeah. with this buyer, they they would be angry, 
right? See, and that's why, because I only work on personal referrals, what I loved about starting my own company is that I had, I got everyone that I, that came over. I was like, I can either determine if I can see you or not. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to give that up, that if they heard that you were like, hey, you should go see Tori, she's my therapist, and they were like, hey, Scott referred me over to you, they know they're going to see me only. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to give that up. But there's only one of you. I know. So what you're probably going to have to do, just like correlation-wise, is instead of saying having people say, refer me to Tori, like if you went to New Life, it was like, hey, there was like a, a concierge person, right. and it was like, we're going to connect you with a therapist. Right. Like, and, and the, the, good, the bad thing about being very good at what you do is there's only one of you. For sure. So... So that's going to be like just just kind of put a pin in that thought or like let it let it sink in. It's not like a tomorrow thing, but like that's a problem you're going to have to figure out yourself. There are so many good therapists out there that I once I find that person who I so trust to handle and love my cases as much as I do, I think I'd feel so much comfortable, so much more comfortable yep. giving that to them. But I just don't have that person. Yeah, yet. and you're not only you'll feel more comfortable. Your clients will feel more comfortable. For like, sure. Even if you say, like, hey, give this person a, a shot, and they'll be like, oh, this is great. Totally. But then your conviction or your tone changes. Yeah. Like you say, like right now, if you you'd be like, well, um, you know, I'm, I'm booked, and I have this other, like, therapist that – I think you'd really like, and I'd be like, oh, I've, I don't feel comfortable. For like sure. you don't feel you don't feel comfortable. For sure. But if you're like, oh my god, I found the perfect person. Totally. Like, you know, like everything changes. Oh, 100 percent. And and handing that handoff can be very smooth. Like you're um, running a relay race, and it's like bam, totally. or it can just like fum be fumbled, and then you'll probably lose the person forever. Well, okay, so I think God's <laughs> timing is also so good because yeah. I. I always like to, like you said, you plan and God laughs. Yeah. So I like to plan and then it just goes to shit. Mm -hmm. So I have a girl who I see now as a patient who's going to school to be a therapist because she's like, I feel, and she's a perfect fit for it. If she was graduating now, I would be in the perfect setup because I would trust her with so many, right out of the field. I would yeah. trust her with so many people I see yeah. that then I would say, you know, she's a mini me. A hundred percent. Like I've seen her for six years. Like she literally knows therapy so well because yeah. of what we've done. I would feel so comfortable being like, literally, you're not even missing anything not coming to me. She's so great and would be so good for you. And she's so smart. But she's not, she's years away from yeah. that. So I have to have some interim until then. Yeah. And I just don't know what that's going to look like your where body, I feel such your, confident. Your body language just totally changed talking about her. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, that's what you need. A hundred percent. Um. And okay, so now the next the next question would be, like, do you know anything about hiring or like interviewing? And like, have you ever done it before? Okay, I was actually in recruiting um, before I became a therapist, so okay. I didn't want any student loans. And my mom was able to help both my brother and I out with um, education costs at the beginning. And then after she helped us out a lot, I didn't want to take out any loans. So I worked full time the entire time I was in school for undergrad and grad. So I would work like 7.45 to 4, and then would go to school from 4 to 9, or 4.30 to 9. And you did it in three years. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just checking. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, I, so and all my paychecks would go, like, right to tuition. So that job was in recruiting, and so all I would do was interview. So I would interview um, people, we would 
take on the HR functions for other companies. So um, I would do like background checks, the whole like onboarding process. So that is like right within my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. The only part I don't, where I, I know myself really well, one of my favorite like statements is know yourself to lead yourself. So I know myself really well that if I don't think I'm treating them how I want to treat my employees really, really, really well. And if I feel like there's going to be any limitations around that, that's where I'm going to get like tripped up. Mm -hmm. So if I say, you know, I hire someone, I go through the process, I think they're going to be a really good fit. I'm super passionate about them. And then I recognize, you know, if we're, I'm going to offer you benefits and this, that means we have to take this chunk out of your pay. Um, and I think I want to offer all of these things to them. I know I'm going to make compromises that I wish I wouldn't have made. So I think I have some growth to do about like the management part. Yeah. Where I actually make the decision and I'm the one who's controlling what they make, that I want it to be so fair and that they're treated so well that sometimes you just can't do do it exactly how you want to. Well, it's another it's another tab in the spreadsheet. So yeah. you have your it's basically a whole other business. Like you you have a job. Your job is a therapist, and then now you're going to run a, have a business mm -hmm. of uh, having therapists like working for you for sure it's, it's it's not a job anymore like you that's a business totally if you're a dentist your job is to like clean teeth and if you have other dentists working for you now now you can go somewhere and you still make money yep uh so it's a whole it's a totally different skill set which it's awesome and um i think with the first thing so you have the recruiting background and the the concept is if you want like one in a hundred talent Interview 100 people 100%. or like getting 100 applications. Yes. A lot for of sure. people cut that process really short and it's like, oh, I'll just hire, you know, my sister's neighbor's dog walker because they're looking, you know, whatever. For sure. So, so that, that is it. And, and uh, just being okay, like obviously you're not going to rush it. You're going to like, you're going to do that. And now if I, if I met you say like five years from now and you had like six people working for you and let's just say like, because you didn't meet me, the, all the six were subpar, right? Yeah. Cause you didn't have my sage, my sage, my sage, uh, guidance. And I would say, I would say to you, um, so now, so now this is what I talk, I'm doing like consulting, how I consult you if you're a realtor. In our next session, we got to talk about humility. <laughs> Well, hey, I'm for a high. I could, I could probably work for you. 100%. So what would let's you, talk about that. What would you do as a therapist? As a therapist. Dude. I wouldn't be licensed, but I could, like, do whatever. You might get sued a couple times. That's <laughs> insane. <laughs> You'd be like, just stop it. Like, yeah. that's so stupid. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm... You, hold on. A side <laughs> note. Scott, one time, got so pissed. He, like, threw his shake at the wall. And I was like, dude, you get so mad at patients. You would, like, if someone, like, wasn't, because it's sometimes frustrating to see that they could make changes they're not making. You would literally like, throw shit across the office. <laughs> that might be a good tactic. It's a tactic. <laughs> it's a tactic. Yeah. Well, I'm just relating it to the real estate. So, like, a lot of people come to me that already have teams, agents under them. And and, and I'm like, okay, let's say you're hiring for this position now. And you had a you had 40 applicants. Where do you think this person would fall among the 40? And they look at me and they're like, oh, they get scared. Right. They're like, they're probably be towards the bottom. Right. And I'm like, well, you should probably let them go. A hundred percent. And you don't because you're scared. So, so there's so much magic in slow to hire. Yep. hundred um, percent. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to see this next step for you. And I have such a 
circling back to dating, I have such a strong gut response that um, if I, like I knew within, John like picked me up and then we went to Wrigley and when we got to the parking lot at Wrigley, I like knew, I like had three more hinge dates that week and I canceled them like in the car. Like it was, I knew exactly, like as soon as I met him, like this is it. Mm. And I knew that in dating, like if I would go on a date with someone within the first five minutes, I'd be like, yep, this isn't it. So I think the same thing happens when I meet people professionally. So when I saw this patient and she said, oh, I'm going to go to school for this, I think, I was like, I'm hiring you. Mm -hmm. And I I think I would feel that when I meet someone. But I think I also need to make sure that I have so many people to compare it to, to recognize, like, I may feel this gut reaction, but you also need to have the wisdom and the experience. And the system. Yep. So, and then part of your job is going to be like mentoring them or like yes. reporting. To, so, so your shift load would or would would actually go down a little yep. because you're going to now be like leadership and then, you know, so it's fun. It's a fun journey of self-growth. Right. And which would be so nice. We're going to like start a family in the next couple of years. And how nice would that be to have someone established beforehand? So if I go on maternity leave or whatever, then I have someone who can handle critical situations if they come up. Yeah. Which I also am fine handling. If I'm home, I can take a phone call. Yeah. But just if I wanted to have fully like a good separation between work and that, mm-hmm. you know, and being home. Then yeah, that will there. be stressful enough mm-hmm. without other people's stress. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Your so the the last thing like for right now to talk about is about like your value prop when you know you get there. So when you worked for the company, you were giving up quite a bit and all that. So it's is the juice worth the squeeze? And when you can clearly define your value prop, like hey, this is this is like my what I believe. This is my mission. This is the vision I have. These are like my values. You're going to attract people that think like that. And then when whenever they feel the value they're getting is worth the money they're giving you, like everything's glorious. hundred percent. And then when they're like, why am I, you know, like, why am I giving them so much? What, what do I even get? Right. So like having that clearly defined, like now, you know, not now, but like starting to work on that now yeah. is very, that's where you, you, you can start doing a lot of this before you even start to hire. A hundred percent. And even putting into perspective, if I want one in 100, I have to interview 100, then that also, I don't need to, I can start the process in September, October, mm-hmm. and not make a decision until February. Yeah. Like that, I think, also gives me a lot of freedom of, of the timeline. There's no rush. You know, there's no, like, there's no pressure. You know, just, it's just, let's let's figure it out as you go. And, like, every time you go to bed, like, you you know, you have your subconscious mind and, like, figures it out you wake up like ooh, like it just it's that slow process 100 percent. yeah so it'd be a whole nother fun stuff to like master and, and figure out yeah it keeps you young yeah oh yeah 100 percent. that and the botox <laughs> <laughs> do you like swap botox for therapy you so with your license you can't barter what? So it like is written out in like our code of ethics that um because I have a couple massage therapists and okay. I would have loved to do massage for that and you can't have any exchange of goods. So um they can pay me and then I can pay them but you really shouldn't have any professional relationships outside of therapy anyway so I don't. So I don't blur any of those lines. Um but you can't do barter. Oh man, mm-hmm. that's a bummer. Yeah. It's like, hey, come paint my house, and I'll talk to you while you do it. A hundred percent. Figure out your problems. It's like, okay. A hundred percent. Even I have a hairstylist, and I needed I needed to go get my hair done. So um, I was like, oh, I can just, you know, she can pay she can pay me, and I'll just pay her, you know, say, oh, you, the next session's on me. Um, but you can't do that either. Yeah. 
So damn, I just go for all my services. I go outside of my caseload. Okay. <laughs> uh, so what is what's next? Like, say it's I know it's next, but say it's like five years from now. What is your practice look like other than the name change so yeah name for sure january come the name change so i think professionally i would be looking at hopefully having a team by then having a couple of because i I think it's so important to like help the new therapists who are being you know that i want to raise them up well yeah so i think passing on do you did you watch the mandalorian Uh, yeah i mean i haven't watched it all but i've watched like Three or four or five episodes, something like that. Okay, it's so meaningful to, like, raising up the next generation that they, like, all give part of their armor material to, like, the foundlings. And just, like, there's so much meaning behind putting a lot of time, energy, effort, money, resources into the next generation. And I think when younger therapists have a lot of care, they grow into really, really fruitful clinicians. So I think I would love to have people at all stages of their career, someone who's, like, same level of me, um someone who's like newer that we're training up and then someone who's like working right in the middle of that so still getting their feet wet still green but also more experience than someone right out of the field so we have like such a variety of services to offer and different types of people that are at different stages of their yeah career so i think that would be professionally i probably so i'm a christian counselor so i wanted to stay within the church but i think i probably would outgrow that yeah where i'd have to be in more of a a commercial space. Yeah. So probably a move would happen sometime in there. I love my office space now. It has like a fireplace. It's windows that open. It's beautiful. It's huge. H- huge. It's huge. Um, and I love being in like a church atmosphere. Everyone is so kind. You feel so safe. Um, but probably a relocation. That'll be my feet to the fire to have to move. I would put that off as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Um, and then personally, uh, married for a couple of years, some babies. Well, um, maybe, well, I'll stay here since my practice is rooted, but maybe move a little bit south towards like his family. Um, we, a couple more dogs, maybe. Where's, where's he from? Uh, Aurora, Illinois. Okay. And his family's still there, and his mom is amazing. So she would just be so good to be closer to. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I think that's hopefully the... But then again, we, we laugh and... Or we plan and got and yeah, yeah. laugh, so... What what about what about your... Let's say you have two or three therapists under you. Like, do you need a office manager now? Or, like, someone to book everything? You know, do you have an expense of someone to, like, need to book all the appointments? Or how, how do you envision that? So I, when I established Common Collected, I wanted it to be as self-service as possible because I think it limits you so much when people are only available 8 to 5. Like, yeah. people work. How, how do you think that you're ever going to get in contact with someone? Yeah. So I wanted to make sure scheduling and paperwork was all online. So that would just continue with the therapists as well, that they would all use an online format for okay. scheduling, would all use an online format for paperwork, and for notes. We do nothing paper anymore. So everything is saved in, like, the cloud. Everything's electronic. So I think we the admin part, I did my best to eliminate. Okay. I would say we're, we're not, we can provide write-ups for them to submit for deductibles, but I'm not doing insurance. So that eliminates so much legwork. And everyone is just responsible for their own note-taking, okay. which no one could do for them anyways. Yeah. So I think I wouldn't have another person on there. Cool. Because yeah. what, what you could see is like, oh, you get 20% from three people and that 20% from those three people is actually less money than it would cost to like 
find a place, get an admin, like, and now you're actually losing money by having like people under you. Exactly, a hundred percent. Well, and that's what's so hard too is that. So I just am so transparent. You know me. Like I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm very my face. You know exactly what's happening. I have no poker face. So um, I would be super transparent with whoever I hired. That says like, hey, this is the percent we charge. This is how much you'd get. If we wanted to do insurance, this is what you'd have to pay, and I could take Perfect. it right out of your paycheck. Um, this is what your rent is for an additional office space. We'd have to have this as part of the percentage we take out. Mm-hmm. Um, the fees of like your the website, the fees of Square, all of these things are, are also taken out. So they everyone sees exactly where their money is going and what 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 is getting taken away. Yeah. And, and maybe have an option of one or, or not, like, exactly. you know, I'll do my own and I'll save this part. But totally. like, yeah, that's very cool because then it's not like, oh, it's this amount and you get all this and it's like, well, it's not worth it to me. For sure. A hundred percent. So I love it. You got that figured out. Yeah. And you can track that and you're, you're like ready. I think so. Yeah. I, um. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> there's fear, isn't there? Yeah. So I think I, I practically am ready. Yeah. I think there still needs to be like a heart shift mm-hmm. when I'm ready to give up that part. And when I find that person who it'll, I think it'll shift for me once I know I have someone I can trust. Yeah. How do you, how are you going to find people that would be interested in working for you? I have no idea. <laughs> I am, I, um, I loved my education program when I was at Concordia. So I would go, if I wanted someone younger, I would go to the schools. And then, um, if I wanted someone Experience, then I think I, I love word of mouth. So I think mm-hmm. I would just start with like all the therapists that I have as friends professionally and see who's interested. Mm-hmm. Is there any non-competes or like recruiting violations or in the, in your world? No, there healthcare. You have to be able to choose your provider. You can't like say why you know why people came with me is because New Life couldn't have said you can't choose who you want to see for healthcare. Yeah, um, but I, I just also want to stay very appreciative and thankful for everything that has happened to me and you know how other people work so I made sure that I also wanted to respect the clinic I came from yeah um so there's nothing with that so other organizations also would have the same where if they wanted to leave they could bring their people with as well Mm -hmm. um but I think there's also really good ways to do that that we want to make sure we don't do it shady or where it's non-communicative or like everyone can leave well and start well yeah it's abundance like we're scarcity yeah. Like, oh, no, I want to, like, wrap yes. my arms around. Like, yeah, just everyone live your best life. 100%. And if that's not with me, then I, I wish you well. Me too. I, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. You could be, yeah, I mean, so many so many parallels to biz, any business. For sure. But, like, it's cool to see you on this journey because that's what I get excited about. That's what I coach agents about. And, uh, yeah, two years from now or maybe two months We'll do another podcast, and you'll yes. have like three people with you. For sure. Oh, my God. Let's see if I, if I meet that person. Yeah. Um, if not, then I'm going to wait until I – maybe it's one out of 250. Maybe I interview 250 therapists yeah. and choose. You're going to have to, like, make a spreadsheet with the number of people and then get my approval. 100%. We'll add a, <laughs> we're going to add a tab to that lady boss spreadsheet. This is going to be quite the spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, okay, so is there anything that I didn't ask you that – you wish I would have? No, I just think the one thing when I when I've listened to your podcast and when I think about just knowing you that you came up with no fear so long ago with your brother, I think in talking about this, I don't know if we recognize how debilitating fear can be in our lives. And when we 
allow our emotions to dictate our behaviors, we lose out. Mm-hmm. And we are all scared. We're not going to remove that. We're not going to pretend it doesn't exist. But we also need to make sure that we're managing our fear well so it doesn't lead to any decision-making that isn't in our best interest. Mm-hmm. If we were able to manage our fear well as a society, so many things would be different. So I think if I, you know, I now that I really truly feel like since I turned 30, I am walking the walk, not just talking the talk, I want everyone else to feel such relief and joy that I do. I never could have imagined my life being what it is right now. My friends, um, I have the best group of friends, and after meeting John and starting my practice and having so many things just fall into place so easily, you know, these boundaries with my family, feeling so much more stable, they are all like, you have always like emitted so much like light and positivity, <laughs> and now it's just like tenfold. I can't, you have deserved this for so long. I'm so my friend just cried on the phone when we were like wedding planning because yeah. she's like, this is what I've wanted for you for so long, and I finally feel like I have this life that I want to live that I don't feel like I want to escape from, that I want to come home to. That when I go on vacation, I'm excited to come back because I didn't let fear dictate those decisions. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it is really like the one thing that probably is, I mean, any kind of war, any kind of politics, any kind of mm-hmm. anything, it's like so fear-based. For sure. The smartest people on this planet, their job is to keep us in fear. For sure. Like with algorithms on our phone. Oh, they're actually, they're listening to me right now. Aren't you just recording uh, this on your iPhone? This is being true, a podcast. True, And like all that stuff and then fill your feed with like sure. hatred and fear. And it's just like... It's just so much. That's another good point of just like limiting access. Like so people don't have as much access to you. That goes back to the boundaries that you set with people in your lives. Making sure that you, you don't have to cut people off ever, but also recognizing that the relationships can look different, that you can have different boundaries to protect yourself from any impact, any negative impact that they may have. Yeah. Maybe that be it. news or family or relationships. And when you're in fear, you're thinking in, in the past. Like it's all past emotions. You're not doing anything future or present. But I, but there's also a huge component of um, people trying to predict the future. That says, well, when I, you know, when I was, I remember 28, and I was, uh, I was like really, really upset outside my. We had a house in Bayview, and I was talking to my friend, crying, crying, and I was like, am I, so, am I supposed to get divorced? I can't be 28 and single. And she was like, yeah, you can. And I was like, but I can't. Like, who's going to date a 20 year? You know. And it was so many, so much fear that had no. Like, I know what I offer as a, as a partner. Like, are you fucking kidding me? At 28, great. 30, even better. So um, I think, like, fear just stunts us from doing what we know we should. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just need to stop letting that letting it make our decisions. When, like, yeah, that's like, that. like anxiety is like, future. you know, like, it turns into anxiety when you're thinking about the future. Yes. It's like, ah! For sure. And, and depression and I, is more like in the past or, you know, like whatever but like anxiety is like typically you're fearful for what's going what to happen if, what if what if yeah. and we don't need to know no surrender 100% so there's so much that we could talk about we should yeah. probably have like three of these but 100%. um it's been awesome it just it's feels been, like we're hanging out like this doesn't even feel like there's almost a mic an hour oh my god unreal <laughs> well this is great so one thing that we didn't talk about that I would love to just Maybe it could be a Thursday thought of mine, but, like, your concept that I had a very hard time with is, like, everyone is just worthy. Yes. Like, born worthy. A hundred percent. Because I'm just trying to, like, be worthy or, like, prove that I'm worthy. And then, you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm, I'm coming closer to that. You definitely are. Yeah. 
I, I think it's so hard too when we associate our worth with what we do mm-hmm. because then people it's like a bucket with a hole in it we can continue to fill it with tasks and things that people think of us or reputation and our worth is innate our worth is in there the minute we're born the minute we are woven together that's when we start to have worth it's not in what we do it's not in how much money we make it's not in what we look like yeah but society just tells us something very different yeah I think I'd be worthy when I sell a couple more houses. That's it. It's when <laughs> fill in the blank. I'll be worthy when I'm not single anymore. I'll be yeah. worthy when I have a child. I'll be worthy when. Yeah. You'll be worthy now. Yeah, I like that. Hundred percent. Very cool. Well, please follow this show on your favorite podcast. And do, where do people go? Like, I mean, you're have a waiting list or whatnot. But I know you still like. How should people find you, or if they want to, maybe. Get on your waiting list. Yeah, so um, calmandcollectedcounseling.com is probably the best way. There's a form on there that you can fill out, and it sends me an email. There's also my phone number on there, and you can shoot me a text. So, um, again, we're all electronic, so text or the website is best. Cool. I'll put that in the notes, too. Awesome. All right, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye. (laughs)